Come on in, Arizona. It's the 10 o'clock hour, the open home hour of Rosie on the House. Whatever you, the Arizona homeowner, want to talk about your home, castle, or cabin. It's a simple phone call, 1-888-767-4348. rosie for you Text questions can be sent to 411-923. You can also email us at info at rosieonthehouse.com if you need to take a picture uh, or send a short video to help describe whatever it is you're working around on around your home castle or cabin. You can send it there, and we'll do our best to connect you with the best information we possibly can. It's information that we gather, record, document, upload to our website, uh, with and, and recruit our certified partner network to help make sure it's the most current and up-to-date information about whatever specific thing we're talking about, electrical, plumbing, AC, roofing, etc. Our certified partners, we uh, go through extreme length to screen and make sure that we only, we only have the best of the best. They have to be in business locally here in the state of Arizona for five years. It doesn't matter if you were running a successful business in L.A. and you got out of California and you reopened here or you got tired of cold or the humidity in the Midwest and you moved out here and uh, started a new business. Arizona is a different climate, different market, different uh, everything. So we want to make sure that you can adapt to the local market. So you have to be in business locally for at least five years. And then on top of that, you need to have all the legal requirements for licensing, uh, bonded, insured. Then we go through the screening process. That's only to apply. If you can't meet those requirements, you don't even get to apply to become a certified partner. Then once the application process starts, we go into background checks. Uh, we go into uh, credit ratings. We go into uh, supplier relationships with where you're getting your materials. We do third-party background checks with your customers through the guild quality, and we outsource our customer surveys and reviews because it's one more layer of protection. You know, you can go to any website and see different quote-unquote reviews, uh, you know, that are posted to that platform. Well, you can pay to have those added. You can pay to have those down. You can, uh, you know, there's companies and that have been in business like two years and they have a thousand reviews. It's like you don't even have the capacity to have service a thousand customers in five years. Where did a thousand reviews come from? Well, you know, with the guild quality, you don't have to worry about answering those questions or doing investigative work on how real the reviews are. They're they're verified through the guild quality that contractor A performed work at homeowner A and vice versa. So everything is us certified uh, and on our on our website okay just grab a grab a picture though for fun (laughs) we've got uh the mighty electrician was in studio with us last time and his we didn't get to it but his wife is a sergeant with the phoenix police department she's actually uh stopped by to say hello we were going to try and get her on air but they've got to get running so we were gonna we're gonna have a little fun with that but uh Maybe, maybe for another time. We appreciate their time in studio. We had a great conversation about electricity in the last hour. And one of the things that came up related to infrastructure. And we talked about it in the previous Saturday as well, the importance of 
you know, making sure you have the proper infrastructure. And it happened to come up in conversation this week. I was driving on, coming around the 101, and I saw a truck that had a Rosie on the House certified partner decal on the tailgate. I'm like, oh, cool. I wonder who that is. Got up alongside of it, and it was Connecticut. I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's John. And creeped up a little bit further, and sure enough, it was John Owen. So I called him just to say, hey, look over to your left. And uh, we chatted for a little while. And in that conversation, he was talking about a home that he was had just come from that he was looking at who wanted uh, some water treatment and equipment installed. And it was a, a very sad story because these people invested or were ripped off, <laughs> whichever way you want to look at it. They paid $1.6 million for a home in Old Town Scottsdale. I mean, the, the, the size of lots in Old Town. I, I just, but he said, if you look at the MSL, the the real estate listing, he said it, it, it shows very pretty. He's like the house was beautiful. Some contractor had bought it and flipped it after dumping all this money into it, but they didn't put any water treatment equipment on it. He goes out, and he said there, they can't do anything to the home without first replacing all the piping. He's like, it's so corroded. It's so old. We, we would trying to tap into it. We'd break it. So this flipper spent all this money on the cute glitz glamor, sold it for $1.6 million. These people moved in and their infrastructure is so old. They're going to have to rip up half the home, rerunning pipes uh, supply line, drain line, just to be able to have a functioning home. And I was trying to, when I'm thinking about this, I'm like, what, what's the lesson here for homeowners? What's the lesson here for society? Because the flipper didn't break any rules, did a bad job, uh, was just trying to go for the fancy, shiny stuff that he could upcharge for. And again, not breaking any rules and it's the homeowner wanted it you know these new home buyers wanted it but they went into it not knowing they're going to have to spend another 30 40 50 grand just to replace uh the water supply system i'm going to go out on a limb and say there may not have been an electrical upgrade uh if if he didn't spend the time to do the plumbing upgrade as well how about a home inspection well I shouldn't really home inspector don't scope drains and okay. they wouldn't have known what was what the drain line conditions were without that but that's one thing that's in rosie's new home buying package on the additional inspections that are required and i guess that was ultimately what i came back to the takeaways spending that extra time going above and beyond just a standard home inspection to really understand every element of the home that you're buying into so there aren't any surprises down the road. And on top of that, you know, we use a digital app called HomeZada that we've licensed for Arizona for our homeowners that you can document everything in your home, what's been upgraded, what's been done maintenance-wise, all the projects. It, it does predictive financing. So 
if you have a brand new roof installed and it has a 30-year warranty, that whole 30 years, it's counting down to show you when the warranty for the roof expires and your projected cost to replace it at that time matched against whatever equity you might have in your home. And not only for roofing, but it can do that for your air conditioning unit, for your windows, for your paint job. So you can constantly see where you're at on your home management and financial status to make sure you're maintaining your home. And a well-maintained home is going to sell better. So at the point you are ready to sell, you'll get more for your home. And, you know, there's, I can't tell you how many times we see people dump a ton of money into their home to get it ready for selling. And they get done like, man, this is so nice. I don't want to move now, but their circumstance or whatever is dictating they have to move. Like, you know, we, we, we should have done this so long ago, and now we're spending all this money for someone else to just enjoy it, but they're doing it to try and recoup their investment in their home and their, their equity because you, know, you don't want to go sell it under current market value because you didn't maintain it. So it's a wonderful tool to help us keep up to date and maintain, and I guess that was my two big takeaways from that is if you are looking for buying a home Work with you know, a Rosie on the House certified realtor who does the above and beyond inspections so you know exactly what you're getting into. I'm not saying these homeowners wouldn't have spent $1.6 million for a very tiny uh, lot in South Scottsdale on a newly remodeled home. But at least they would have known going in, we're going to go into it and we're going to have another six to eight week project upgrading our water supply and drainage lines before we can really fully operate and and move into the home instead of knowing after the fact and they you know I, I don't think there's very many buyers that would spend that kind of money so it's not like they could turn around and relist the home and sell it and now that they know the dr- piping situation you know you have to disclose that to the next buyer so it just you know it you can't undervalue the infrastructure, if you're doing a project, if you've got trenches open, if you've got drywall cut open, if you're rerunning lines, spend the extra to over infrastructure, overbuild, so that you have the options later to you know, add on if you need to. It's going to cost a lot more having to come back and rewire or replumb or rerun something, and now you're paying for the same work twice, where when it's trenches are already open, the workers are already there, you're really only spending the additional cost on material because most of the time the, the labor requirement's the same. It's just the infrastructure that we're putting into it. Invest in that extra material. Invest in the extra runs. Invest in the extra lines. It will never backfire on you. The open home hour. Open lines, open text, open email. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. One triple eight Rosie for you. Text questions four one one nine two three. Email info at rosieonthehouse.com. First on the line, first on the air. Welcome to the program. How may we help you? It's his own show, and he doesn't know how to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie, hello. I only wanted to come on real quick. In today's broadcast, to wish a very special birthday wish to a listener who's been listening to a fresh for a long time. Happy birthday, 
Mr. Paul Marucci. That's from everyone at Rosie on the House and Miss Victoria. Hope that 65th birthday is awfully extra special for you today. Happy birthday, my friend. Well, and thanks for spending your Saturday mornings with us. Uh, how, how do you pronounce the last name? Veluche? Paul Marucci. Marucci. All right. Well, happy birthday, sir. And thanks again for spending your Saturday morning with us. What uh, What are you spending your Saturday morning doing? Uh, actually, I'm spending my Saturday afternoon going to a football game. <laughs> Not just any football game, of course. Uh-huh. We are we are uh, in Baton Rouge uh, attending the LSU home stadium Death Valley game against Arkansas Razorbacks. So we're up to having a good afternoon this afternoon. You know, it still trips my mind. That's supposed to be the last game of the season. They haven't done that for like ten years, but it still tricks my mind. It was just that was how the season ended. You play yeah. Arkansas for the boot. Thanksgiving weekend. What are you supposed to play? You know, the the boots like the game three now? No, that's not how it works. <laughs> it and was, it's going to change it next was year for a long time. You know, they're going to they're going to change and it again uh, on us next year too. So, so, yeah. They will with the new teams joining the SEC. It'll keep getting shuffled. Uh, we've traditionally now the last few years finished the season pretty much playing the A and M Aggies, but uh, you know how many years. Well, we're having a great year, and old Houston Nut would come in and and be the underdog and surprise us year after year after year. So the Arkansas game has always been a a big one. The the game for the boot. That's what we're here for. Well, very good. Well, so uh, Rosie's back in his home state cheering on the Tigers. It's uh, you know, that it, it goes back many many years. Uh, Doctor Rosie was an LSU grad out of med school. Uh, was it was it the same year they won the fifty eight championship? He graduated med school fifty three. Fifty three. Okay, so it was it was after that that they won the championship. But they uh, they were there in the studio in the stands. It was wood bleachers and Mama Kay talks about being like eight months pregnant <laughs> when I when guess. Billy Cannon did the infamous run punt return yeah, to, right. to beat Ole Miss six to seven to six. Yeah. <laughs> that's right they still call it the cannon run okay goes went down in lsu history for sure so a lot of a lot of great memories well thanks for spending a few minutes breaking away i'm sure the tailgating in louisiana at lsu stadium started five days ago of course uh, <laughs> as soon as as soon as the last yeah. game ends you start getting ready for the next weekend's tailgate where are y'all uh who, who's who y'all crashing you know, I'm not. I'm not sure yet. Uh, probably um, hit a couple cousins, uh, check them out, and see everybody that's here. Uh, we've just found a parking spot under a big, giant oak tree. It's uh, about a mile from the stadium, so we'll just kind of start hammering our way over there and see who we bump into. Very good. Excellent. Well, have have a lot of fun. All right, we will. All right. There's check-in from Rosie. He's getting a little time off uh, out exploring and visiting family. Uh, But we're here for you. 
one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. We don't have a call screener this morning. Gary's on double duty behind the glass, so we're he's working to get the callers that have called in uh, their questions. We like to make sure they're, you're not driving. Sounds awful on Bluetooth. It's a horrible listening experience. Uh, we want to make sure the connection's clear. There used to be a time when we started this broadcast, phones were in your home. They still had wires, and people would sit at the kitchen table, on their couch, on their lazy boy. And when it was their turn on air, they would they would stay on hold 20 minutes, 40 minutes, you know, to, to just wait for their turn to ask their question. Well, that's not today's listening audience. You know, you're not going to – they're not waiting on hold for 40 minutes or – by that time, they're on their smartphone, and they've found the answer on our website already, and and they've moved on. Or, you know, they're at a kid's baseball game. Well, it, we still like to make sure when callers do come on air, it's a good listening experience for our listeners. So we do make sure, you know, we don't screen out calls. We screen for quality of connection and where you physically are. So if you're at home or you're in a quiet spot or you're in your <coughs> vehicle— not in motion and not on Bluetooth, you're welcome to join the conversation. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. Text questions can be sent to four one one nine two three, or you can email us info at rosieonthehouse.com. And we do answer the emails all during the week. Uh, we do answer the phone all week long as well. And there's always interesting stories that uh, happen you know, during during the week that don't always happen during the broadcast that, you know, we try and highlight those and bring them to you. And especially if there's a lesson or a message that we feel would benefit all Arizona homeowners, you know, we don't necessarily mention the homeowner's name unless they just want to be mentioned. Uh, you know, it might be first name and what general area they're in or what city they're currently in so we and when it applies we'll actually take those questions and we'll add them to our what we call our diy database do it yourself it's under the homeowner resources on our website you click on that and it's all categorized by you know air conditioning plumbing whatever industry you're looking for if it's not already answered there we'll add it to that database as well and then bring it to you on the radio broadcast And for our homeowners that come out and join us at Saba, I, I'm sorry to say we actually missed this fall show. They Saba's twice a year, spring and fall, and there was just too many commitments we had this time to, you know, when you set up for a home show, that's three days during the home show, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but that's actually closer to six days for us to bring our display down. You know, we have a very nice Sanderson Ford Transit that's wrapped and has all of our uh, travel items in it. Well, if you're going to put a vehicle inside the Tucson Convention Center, you have to be in and parked by Thursday or Wednesday with no gas. So we got to get down there Wednesday. So then that's Thursday is set up. Then Friday is the home show. Saturday, Sunday. We generally don't break down till the next day because 
all the other booths have to get moved before we move the vehicle out. So it's a week-long commitment for us, and it was just so much going on this fall. We did not uh, squeeze in. But we still have uh, – this. the show's still there. still have a lot of our great partners there, and I, I think we even still have tickets that you can email in. Uh, a lot of our listeners are very good at that and have attended the Sabo Home Show for many, many years without having to worry about uh, admission tickets. And Saba covers the parking, so you don't have to worry about parking. That is the the first weekend in October. So we're sorry we'll miss y'all this week, but we'll be there uh, in the spring. one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. Susan, welcome to the program. How may we help you? Hey, Romy, I need help resolving a disagreement between my husband and I. Can you help with that, you think? No, I'll give you Rosie and Jennifer's cell phone. You can call them. I'm sure they can help you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, give it a try since you're there, okay? All right, let's see what we can do. My husband and I are, are, uh, we need to get our house repainted on the outside. We've gotten about seven bids, and all of them came in about the same price except one. The most recent one is twice as much as the others, but it was from a referral from a neighbor who flips houses for a living and we trust him. How do we make a decision about which one to take when we've narrowed it down to two? Like I say, this last one is twice as expensive. When I talked to him, he didn't really have any explanation for the difference. And I definitely have compared both and they're including the same stuff. I can't believe that all these other contractors who came in at the same rate would be half the cost as the newer guy. But my husband thinks that, well, you know, you get what you pay for. Go with the more expensive guy. But I mean, we're talking twice as much here. What would you do? Can you advise? Sure. And I, your husband, and I have a lot of the same mindset. I'm, I'm typically one, you know, that will pay a professional to do a professional job and I expect it to last longer and and be better. But we've got seven other bids that are pretty close and then this one's double. And if you say they're the same, what I would be looking for when we're comparing it, uh, what type of material is being applied on the paint? There is, uh, you know, Arizona Paint Company, they have a 10-year warranty on their exterior jobs if you use the top-of-the-line Sherwin-Williams and double coat. That takes extra work because to do a double coat, you've got to wait at least four hours before you put on the same one. You can't just roll the roller over it twice and say that's two coats. No, you got to let the first one dry at least four hours before you come back. So there are people that don't want to pay for that extra one, but it kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier on the infrastructure. If you do the two coats and you paint it for 10 and, and you get a 10-year warranty, and you're not having to repaint for a full another 10 years, well, you're saving money versus having to paint it once every five years, you know, so to, to come back out. And, yeah, a lot of people don't paint it every five years or eight years or, you know, they'll go 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. What you discover on the exterior of the home, when the paint gets so bad, you have to – all the additional prep work and the additional material you have to put on just makes it cost more in the end. Now, there are other things like, you know, like uh, marketing out there that certain types of paint, you never have to paint your house again. We're not a big fan of those because they are ceramic based. They're not breathable. They're great if you're painting a lighthouse 
or you're painting a water dam. You know, for a home that's breathable and it needs to allow moisture to migrate through so it's not con- con- creating condensation on the inside of your walls, you, know, you need the exterior acrylic. So those aren't great paints for residential homes. Uh, you know, all these warehouses that are concrete tilt panels going up, great application there. Another problem with the, you know, never paint your home again type products, what are the chances you're going to be happy with that color your whole life? What are the chances when you sell it that the next person's going to want that? Well, you can't just paint over it. You know, you have to use it. So you're, you're stuck to that system then going forward. Now, there is another thing that I really like that's a cork uh, application for the exterior of your home that you can dye with paint and spray it on. Uh, that is about three times what a paint job would be, uh, but it adds outsolation to your home, and cork never gets above 90 degrees, so it keeps your home from ever getting, uh, you know, you go put your hand up against the stucco wall in the summer, hit it with a radar gun, you know, it's, it's 120 degrees. Well, the cork keeps it from hitting 80 or, or getting above 90, so it really adds a, a, a huge element of energy savings. So that's a long way to say you just look very close at what product application the higher bid is. Is it one of these more expensive procedures and processes that you're getting? Also look at what type of prep work are they doing? Oh, well, and, and not only the more expensive paint, but are they double coating it or single coating it? Um, look, look at what type of prep work is going in. Or is somebody going to leave your home clean or are you going to have paint lines along the gravel all around the base of your home where, you know, they're, they're not doing the prep work? Are you going to have nice clean lines at the transition to, you know, trim features? Are they doing the fascia board? You know, what, what attributes this? If they're, this is a little secret in the trades. Susan, if you go through all those things and determine there really is no difference in the higher bid versus the lower bid, and this bid is twice as much, I'm going to get a little heat for sharing this information. Sometimes that's a contractor's way of saying, I don't want to do this job. Ah, they try and sneaky. they outbid it so much like, oh, They'll never take this. And it's, you know, whether it's it's a time commitment issue, whatever the case may be, it's their way of saying, I, I, I really just don't want this job. <laughs> so if, if there really is no difference, that could be part of the factor in it. So uh, I can't make the decision for you, but hopefully that gives you a couple more tools to have conversation with your husband on selecting which one of these uh, – Estimates you're going to go with. You said you had it narrowed down to two. Um, but did I help you at all, Susan? I, I just kind of went on a tirade there. I don't know that I, I answered, but well, again, I can't. I can't specifically can... answer. <laughs> make the decision for you. Well, you confirmed um, that I did my homework and and asked all those questions and. You know, making sure that the bids are apples to apples and that they're doing all that stuff and the priming and, and the repair of the stucco and all of that. And that they're using, um, we're in a subdivision where everybody uses the Dunn Edwards paint. Ooh. And it's the um, Evershield product. 
Um, and there, so I've, I've, you know, made sure that both of the bids are the same. But you know, the thing that you said that was most helpful, and I think is going to help the argument, is I suspect you're right that the second guy probably doesn't want the job. Yeah. Um, I think that that may be at play. I, I didn't think of that, um, so that was helpful. Yeah. If if bids are comparable and one is just way overpriced, a lot of times that's just the the contractor politely declining. And I don't know why they don't just say, "Hey, I, it doesn't fit my schedule for what you're looking for time frame wise," uh, but it, it it happens. Uh, I know he doesn't come across that way at all. Um, nice guy, all of them are. Uh, <laughs> don't don't have any compl- complaints that way. Okay, well, thanks for taking my call and. I'll continue the uh, the persuasion. <laughs> All right. Well, you owe us a phone call uh, after the decision's been made and after the paint job's done to let us know how the project at Susan Holmes ended and how the, the discussion went with your husband. Harriet's next on the line at one 767 4348 That's one 888 Good morning and welcome to the program. Good morning. I wanted to know what a pressure... Regulator valve does. I got a couple of bids from two plumbers. Uh, one wanted close to 700, one wanted 520, and because um, I don't have it on my house, and uh, they both tell me something about it would help the, the indoor plumbing, and because the pressure comes in too high. Can you explain it more in detail? Sure. And the, the pressure regulator does exactly that. It regulates the pressure. When we get water delivered to our home, if whoever's supplying that water to us, they have to be constantly forcing water into those pipes. And those pipes have to have the integrity to hold the water and hold a good charge and have that pressure constantly in it because they don't know if one person is going to use the water or a thousand people are going to use the water at the same time. You know, these bigger cities, you could have 10,000 people on one water source coming down that all use the water at the same time. Well, they all turn the faucets on at the same time. If there's no pressure, uh, it's a lot of very unhappy people. So they constantly have to be forcing water into these pipes, whether it's getting used or not, to meet the demand at the point, you know, the consumer uh, is ready to use it. And, you know, irrigation timers completely add a wrench into that we don't what do they schedule they don't know when your lawn or your trees or your garden are scheduled to come on and for how long it's going to be on and how much water per gallons are going to be admitted so they absolutely have to be forcing and have this huge supply of water ready well inside our home and and the closer you are to wherever the water treatment facility is that's dispersing the water the higher your pressure could be well, inside our home, our appliances aren't made to you know, operate at more than about 65 PSI. In fact, some of them I even see are 40, but that's way too low. You, you would not be happy with 40 PSI in your home. So what the pressure regulator does is no matter how much what, what the, the PSI that's coming to your home past your meter – it's never going to allow it to un- into your home at more than whatever you set it for, whether it's 65 PSI, uh, 50 PSI, w- whatever you're comfortable using. So that pressure regulator, you know, it, it takes the stress off of the plumbing system in the home because it's, it's keeping that water pressure 
from spiking or being, you know, 100 PSI or whatever it is coming down the street. So it's it's a great investment to you on why they don't require these uh, on all homes is one of those things that uh, I can't figure out. It's kind of a no-brainer. And the water pressure can change just because it's good now doesn't mean that the new development going in two miles down the road, five miles down the road, across the street, whatever the case may be, that's tapping into your water supply, that's going to change it for everyone as well. And they've got to now increase the amount of water flow to make sure they're compensating for the new development. So it always changes around us, and a, but a pressure regulator makes sure that inside our home, it's same and consistent. And there are some insurance policies for homeowners that – uh, require a pressure regulator or won't warranty water damage work if uh, you find out you had a leak and they come out and they determine, well, your water pressure was up uh, at 80 PSI, but this clearly on your coverage here that you read all the fine print for, we only warranty anything, you know, we only honor anything that was under 600 P or 60 PSI. So there's, you know, there's insurance claim, you know, details to look into this as well as you're selecting uh, and deciding what water pressure you're looking at. Now, the price you gave, you know, there was about 150 bucks difference there. That that fluctuation uh, isn't all that surprising to me. That That's percentage-wise, that's kind of big, but, uh, you know, total dollar amount difference between the two, I, no, no red flags there. Our recent Rosie on the House Arizona staycation accommodations in Clarkdale, Arizona were provided by the Park Hotel and Smeltertown Brewery in Clarkdale. Now, you've heard of a bed and breakfast. They refer to it as a bed and brew. And Becky Backus is the co-owner, I believe? That's correct. My oh. husband and I own it. And your, uh, your husband and family have a construction background. We need to point that out. It is Rosie on the House. It is. It's Backus Building Companies in, in Conwood. Tell us about the building history the hotel is housed in. Yes, it was built in the 1915 range. It was William Clark who came to this area, and just a little bit of history. He um, was the first company-made town, so everyone that worked at the smelter, he made this town of Clarkdale for these workers. So these buildings were built for shops and entertainment and different things like that. So. And the rooms, by the way, look fabulous. Since you have a construction company, I got a good idea who did the rooms. <laughs> yeah, both my husband and I are very particular. <laughs> That's great. Let's talk about the Smelter Town Brewery. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, third anniversary. Yes, this is our third year today. Yeah, but we opened the brewery and the hotel both in 2020. Um, the hotel was May and the brewery was September of the same year. And we just found this great person. His name's Tim Godin, and he was a home brewer. He started just bringing us samples of his stuff once he heard that we were thinking about putting a brewery in the same building where our hotel is. And his beer was fantastic, and he's already won awards, and we were lucky finding him. Yeah, it's a great name for a brewery and unique. A smelter extracts what metals out of rock. You guys are extracting flavors out of ingredients in a way. It, oh, what a great, yes, that's perfect. That's terrific. <laughs> and we, we try to keep the history. Our town is very historic, um, so we try to keep the history with our building. Like we save different um, materials and reuse them, like our tables in the brewery came from old lumber. and Yeah, so we, we kept as much history as we could. I'm going to throw a trivia question at you. 
Bacchus is your last name. Are you related to the actor Jim Bacchus who played <laughs> Thurston Howell on Gilligan's Island? Just check it. Uh, unfortunately, we are not, oh. but I would love him to be my great-grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, hey, thank you very much for the accommodations that you provided for Clarkdale, Arizona. And, folks, if you'd like to sure. sign up for the next staycation, go to rosieonthehouse.com, look for the staycation tab. The next one is in Oro Valley, and Sanderson Ford will provide you with a car for the weekend, full tank of gas. And, uh, Becky, congratulations, happy anniversary. And, folks, if you need a a, a great two-day stay, head over to the Park Hotel and Smeltertown Brewery in Clarkdale. Thanks for coming on. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. And you can go to TravelArizona.com and sign up for your Rosie on the House staycation. Uh, You go to – where are we going next? I just said Oro Valley. Oro Valley? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is where we're driving time to go, man. Fall colors. Mm. Right up. So, Retta. Welcome to the program. Is that yeah. correct, Retta? Yes, that's correct. I have an aunt named Retta, and I've never known anyone else with that name. Welcome to the program. I know, because I've talked to you guys before, and Rosie emailed me back, and he's like, hey, I have a sister named Retta. So, yeah, I've chatted with you guys uh, years ago as well. Well, thanks for the call again. How can we help this time? Well, I'm. Uh, we bought a few years ago a lot, like up in the mountains. My plan is to become an Arizona snowbird. But, um, you know, of course, then you start going to p- try and plan on building a place in a, in a remote location. And, you know, I've, I've taken Rosie's advice. I don't want to go with a log home because I just don't want to do the maintenance on it uh, every summer. Um, and so, in the, so I started looking at different... Uh, things to build. Uh, All right, well, we'll continue this conversation off air, and I think it'll be a great way to start the 10 o'clock hour next Saturday as well. What type of building material should you build your mountain home out of?